What is the spirit of the liturgy, or the spirit of the Mass in particular? We get uh, an idea of it from the saints that are mentioned in the Eucharistic prayer, in the Roman canon, on either side of the consecration. There's that whole list of names that sometimes we can pass by without pausing to think on. But there are 41 saints that we call upon. We say in the first set of saints in communion with. The second set of saints after the consecration, it's right after the priest has struck his chest. To us also thy sinful sinners, sinful servants rather, the priest says. The first set of saints begins with Our Lady and St. Joseph and the Twelve Apostles, twelve other martyrs. The second set is of fifteen saints, also all martyrs. At the heart of the Mass, at the Eucharistic consecration, is the offering up of our Lord, His body, His blood, His soul, His divinity, to His Heavenly Father. And he is surrounded by the company of martyrs who have given their lives for him. In that second set, there are eight men and seven women. Today, I wish to just speak about those seven women, most of them virgin martyrs, because they will give us a greater understanding of what the Eucharist is and how we are to come and participate in it. The first two that are mentioned are Felicity and Perpetua, both coming from Carthage in North Africa. They were of noble birth. They were thrown into a prison that, in which there was smoke and filth. The day that they were let out, the acts of their martyrdom says, they were trembling, not with fear, but with joy. They died in the year 202 after having been cruelly scourged thrown before a wild cow, and finally being beheaded. The next saint that is mentioned, Agatha or Agatha, died about 50 years later. She was from Sicily, two Sadies claim her, Palermo and Catania. She died certainly under the emperor Decius, or Decius, and already in her childhood, she had chosen Christ as her spouse. She was burned badly, but St. Peter appeared to her and healed her of her wounds. Again, she was ordered to be dragged over potsherds and hot coals. And when she was brought back to prison, she said these words as a prayer to our Lord. I pray thee receive my spirit from this earth into the bosom of thy mercy. And thereupon she fell asleep in Christ. The next uh, saint is one that is, should be very familiar to us, Saint Lucy, whose feast we will celebrate in December, December 13. She died about 100 years later, in 304, and she, in fact, uh, visited the tomb of Saint Agatha to intercede for her mother, for a cure for her. St. Agatha appeared to Lucy and told her, called her a beloved sister, my sister, Lucy, virgin consecrated to God, 
Why do you request of me what thou thyself can do for thy mother? She was led before the idols, told to burn incense, and she said this to the governor. It is a pure and undefiled worship of God to console and support widows and orphans in their tribulation. This I have now done for three years, and after offering my possessions, I shall gladly offer also myself in sacrifice. Because she had spoken about living as a chastely as a, and devoutly as a temple of God, they brought her to a brothel where her guardian, where she became, well, well they tried to bring her actually, and she became immovable like a pillar. They could not move her from where she stood. So they decided to burn her on the spot there. She did not die from that. And finally, they pierced her neck with a sword. The office for her, um, for her day says, With thy own blood thou didst conquer the enemy. A phrase that is reminiscent of our Lord. Uh, speaking in scripture, in scripture speaking of our Lord, that he has won by the shedding of his blood. Finally, we have, or next we have St. Agnes, who is, in her very name, means lamb, or lamb-like innocence. She was only 13 when she died. She possesses that crown of virginity and martyrdom. They sought with uh, St. Agnes to also gave, make her give up the faith. She, she was actually taken to an abode of vice, seeking to destroy it. And here, her guardian angel blinded her enemies with a light, sort of reminiscent of what took place in the Old Testament, where Lot was protected from the men who sought to destroy him and his family. She made the sign of the cross over the flames that were also sought to put her to death. And then finally she was put to death by also by the sword. St. Cecilia comes next then. She had also made a vow of chastity. Her parents greatly wanted her to enter into a marriage and she finally agreed when she was told by her guardian angel when she was reassured that her virginity would be preserved. She brought many to the Lord. In fact, her first converts were her husband and his brother, who were quickly put to death. When news of this had been brought to the prefect of the city, he sought to have her suffocated in her own bathroom, burning a fire so that it would be unbearable that she would be put to death by the fumes and the heat. But like those three youths in the Old Testament who survived the fire at the wrath of the king of Babylon, she was preserved from that as well. Finally, her executioner struck her neck with the sword three times, but her head was not severed, and for three days she continued to live, giving consolation to those who came to her and words of counsel. She is the one whose body, when it was found, was found even giving witness with the hand, with her hand, 
raising three fingers for the Trinity, having two pointed downwards for the two natures of our Lord, both, both His human and His divine. All of these saints, we have two more, uh, point, though, to the incredible witness of the early church. All of them died within the first four centuries. St. Anastasia, who comes next, was a holy widow and a martyr, also of Roman origin. She had suffered at the hands of her husband, who was very cruel to her, and after he died, she uh, dedicated herself to works of charity. She wasn't preserved from the fire like some of the other saints we heard about, but she received the palm of martyrdom being burned in her own house. I said that there were two more saints, but Anastasia was actually the last one. So of those seven saints that we've talked about, having come after the Eucharistic prayer, after the consecration, or within the Eucharistic prayer, having come after the consecration, we see that the heart of the Mass is sacrifice or oblation. We are called, even though we may not be called to give our bodies to the executioner, we are called to lay down our lives for our fellow men and ultimately for Christ. The heart of the Mass is about a self-emptying, allowing ourselves to be emptied of our own desires, our own pleasure-seeking, and to be filled with Christ. His sacrifice is to be the model of ours. We can only accept this vision if we realize that we are here as pilgrims, that we are here not as our true homeland, but on the way. And so we have the martyrs mentioned in the canon to remind us of why we are here. And so that through their example, through their intercession, we might also be willing to give our lives for Christ.